Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. What's good, ladies? (laughs) Yes, this is Susan. An imposter is not sitting in for me today, but I have the most amazing person who is here with us to share some really important insights into the world of fun. Yes, you heard me, the world of fun. I want to introduce you to someone that I have had the pleasure of working with now for, I think, almost six months. It's been um, through a, a Beautiful networking contact, Mr. Paul Long from Fundamism came into my universe. And uh, we've been working together since then. Paul is the, let's see, the master of shenanigans is how he self-describes himself. He is the person who can bring fun the mentals into your life and into your company because he truly believes that. You can have a choice in your life and you can live your life in a way that's meaningful and fun and get great results from it. So I am going to share with you my friend and client, Mr. Paul Long. Thank you for being here today, Paul. What's good, Miss Susan? It's such a (laughs) pleasure. You know, we've been talking about this for a while now, and I think I had to get my stuff in order to earn the right to be on said podcast. So you built the foundation for me to actually be here today through all your wonderful coaching. Oh, thank you, Paul. Paul, you are the coolest dude that I know. And you know, here's here's the funny thing. When when Paul and I first started talking to each other, because obviously my business name is Unstoppable Women in Business. And uh, I said, hey, you know, you're not going to feel bad about coaching with someone whose business name is that. And what did you say to me, Paul? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. What did I say? You said you'd be honored. (laughs) (laughs) You said you would be honored to be a uh, a proxy, you know, unstoppable woman because it's really. And here's the funny thing, guys. You know, taking the funny off off the table here. Here's the interesting thing. I don't have anything against guys, right, Paul? I've I've been nice to you. We've done great work together. Very nice to me. And one of the reasons why it made it really easy for me to work with you being a, uh, an unstoppable woman in business uh, is uh, for years and years, my friends have given me grief for the level of self-care that I give myself. Mm-hmm. Eyebrow waxes, pedicures, manicures, consistent massages. So I, uh, my wife will tell you that I'm more feminine than she is. <laughs> I love that. And I, guys, I wish, you know, t- Paul came tame today. We're going to probably put this out to YouTube because it's going to be a good visual. But he came tame. Normally, Paul comes in these crazy shirts with bow ties. And it's just like a feast for your eyes when you're coaching Paul. It's like, what is he going to show up as today? So what's behind that? Tell us why, Paul, why you've got this kind of you know 
aura around your brand? Well, uh, first and foremost, I appreciate the kind words and uh, the outfits that I choose are very deliberate and they don't always come as well received uh, as, as you do, as you take them. So I'll give you a very specific example. Yesterday, I did a keynote, our first keynote back from a family vacation that was uh, much needed and we had a blast. But the first gig back was a one and a half hour speaking engagement for funeral home directors across the state of Kansas. So uh, funeral home directors, uh, newsflash. (laughs) 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 Um, Historically, based on my preconceived belief system, aren't super open to bright orange shirts with SpongeBob on them, bow ties, and Jordan shoes. Uh, But alas, I allowed my daughter, Adeline Grace, eight years old, to choose the outfit that I was going to wear, and that's what she went with. And it created a a nice little story. And as we jump into the keynote, I start with a song nearly every single time because music means the world to me. could drive any emotion that you want to feel. And I, this particular song was Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. So I get done and I'm, I'm dancing. And, and of course, that's the audience's first impression of me is, is singing and dancing and uh, this bright colored outfit. And so the music stops. And for the first time, I've never done this in a keynote. I said, secret time. What's going through your mind right now? What are you mm-hmm. thinking right now? Before I get into any content, what's going through your mind right now? And then I just went out to the audience and uh, someone says, love the bow tie. And I said, why, why do you love the bow tie? And he went on to say, you know, I think it's a, it's a great conversation starter or whatever it may be. This is a very long-winded reason or answer to your question, which is you might see what I wear, a bright orange SpongeBob shirt, some Jordan shoes, a bow tie or whatever it may be and say, ah, why the bow tie? Or I like the bow tie. But to me, it's an opportunity to create a meaningful interaction. Traveling all over the world, doing keynote speeches, oftentimes a little icebreaker like a bow tie and somebody coming up to you and saying, do you tie those yourself or how many of those do you own? They drive a real, genuine interaction. And I like that better than talking about work, weather, and family. Oh, I love that. I love that. So you guys, we're going to back up a second and tell you a little bit about Paul's brand because he just gave you a glimpse inside of it. But um, the name of Paul's business is Fundamism, right? And it's founded on the fundamentals of life. Mm-hmm. And Paul is all about creating fun and creating fun for a very specific reason. So as he mentioned, he does travel the world as a speaker. He's created an amazing brand that he stays very true to. And um, he's been very successful in doing this, right? Paul, what is it when we started working together, you were, I mean, you have a great business. What was it that you wanted to do with Fundamentsum? Well, I think uh, I have always said, to individuals that I don't care if anybody remembers me. Uh, I don't care if anybody remembers my name, Paul Long. But what I do care is that individuals understand that there is a vehicle out there, um, something very specific that they can invite into their life to create more joy, fun, and fulfillment. And uh, as your audience knows, being women, 
entrepreneurs. It doesn't come without challenge. It doesn't come with without mental roadblocks and whatever it may be. And oftentimes we can get down on ourselves. I, I am I am victim to that. I was successful, quote unquote, however you define it, in a speaking role. I, I am 100% confident that I could go into any organization. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're funeral homes, if they're C-level. So it doesn't matter if they're uh, engineers, CPAs, healthcare industry, pharma. I've, I've spoken to nearly every industry, co-ops, blue collar. It doesn't matter. What I found, and this hit me like a ton of bricks yesterday, is that despite the role, the industry, or the stigma associated with it, at the end of the day, we're all human. And we're all looking to improve our quality of life or get the most out of it. And if I can provide just a glimmer of hope or something very specific that folks could potentially invite into their day deliberately to improve that quality of life, mm-hmm. and they're committed to it, then they're going to find value in me. So that's what I did from a speaking perspective. Right. But it left me very unfulfilled, Susan. Unfulfilled because typically what would happen would, would be people would be really jazzed or excited after hour of our time together. Oh, that was great. What else do you got? And I'd say, well, I have a podcast or I have a book or do you do consulting? And I, I have, I've spent years in the consulting industry and that's a lot of work. Uh, there's a lot of follow-up associated with it. And in my mind, I didn't want to block off my calendar for um, sustainable consulting gigs that could potentially hinder keynote opportunities because I really want to, I want to reach the masses So when I started working with you, what I was looking to accomplish is I was looking to create um, a little more brand equity. I was looking to figure out how to create more of a passive revenue stream because up until the point where we met, I was basically just exchanging um, my time for dollars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I wasn't on the road, I wasn't making money. And so I wanted to start to build a platform, uh, a computer-based training platform uh, and other potential revenue streams that could not just uh, create value for me and and get me off the road a little bit, but also take the brand to the next level and to help not just B2B, which is my primary business model, but start to get stuff in front of the consumer and go B2C, where the individual that needs help that is mentally challenged right now or is in a rut, because the only difference between a rut and a grave are the dimensions, they have something, an outlet like fundamism to figure out what do I do to move forward? So that's where our paths connect. It's so cool. Here's the thing that I'm so impressed with because Paul is a very successful speaker. As a matter of fact, ladies, I know um, when we think of speaking, sometimes we think about speaking in exchange for uh, visibility, right? And being able to get in front of our people and get an email address and, and nurture. Paul gets paid to speak and he gets paid very well. And he was making a really good living at it. And yet he, it was interesting when we first got together, that stuckness that that you mentioned came out as restlessness. Like, I know that I could do more for them. And that's that's actually what I heard was I'm going in, I'm getting them all, you know, stoked up and excited. And then I walk away and I'm just wondering how much of what I, you know, kind of communicated to them is going to stick. Yes. And I the thing that I love about you, Paul, is that you, you actually live and breathe your the the value that you bring 
to people. It's like, it's your credo in life. It's not just, oh, I, I stand up and I talk about it and then I walk away and it's like, have a great day. It's like, you are really like, I've got to get these people to change. And I know that a keynote's not going to do it. So it's so funny that it was like, dang, you know, this is like reverse engineer. Usually people come to me and they have a business platform, some form of a IP or code, a program, whatever it might be. And they want to speak. But no, this guy had a great speaking gig, but no platform to be able to reinforce it. And so that's what we've been working together on. It's been so much fun to work with you. Um, the fundamentals, which is the, the credo or the, you know, the foundation of everything that you talk about is what you're basing your new program on. And Paul, some of these fundamentals have just taught me so much is, you know, we've worked together and given me so much. And I was wondering if you would share, you know, maybe just a few of the most important fundamentals that you communicate to people in order to help them have a better life and be more productive and successful. What would the first one be? Well, uh, in order to establish the fundamentals, I think we first have to kind of build a foundation of what they're for and, and the, the concept behind them. So you've referenced fundamentalism multiple times. Well, fundamentalism is defined as the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle. And fun to me is not just a word. And I think it's very important for everybody listening to understand that fun isn't defined by me. My fun is defined differently than Susan's fun and my wife, Melissa's fun and our children, Adeline and Brennan's fun. And so oftentimes when I get the opportunity to be on stage and people see me, the way that I carry myself and the enthusiasm mm-hmm. that typically just emits from me, they say, well, if this is the benchmark for fun, count me out because I'm not about that life. And, and I have to call that out because my goal isn't to get everybody to be me, but rather to self-discover what their fun looks like through what I call fundamentals. Now, these fundamentals have a singular goal, and this is our, this is, this is our mission statement, if you will. With fundamentalism or through fundamentalism, we aim to empower individuals and organizations to create more of what's good as opposed to what isn't. Mm. So that means deliberately inviting goodness into your life. Because when you're challenged, when we're challenged, and we've all been there before, I, when met you, uh, I was at somewhat of a low in my life. And so what happens when we're in a rut is that there, there are great things all around us, goodness, if you will. But we're so hypersensitive and so laser focused and all the crap that isn't working or all the stuff that we're not doing or the lost value to reference where you identified me at when we first met, that we're so wrapped up in all that stuff that we lose sight of all the things that we've accomplished that's going well or all the things that are just magnificent in life. So now, enter the fundamentals. They're built off of this acronym of fun because it's, again, not just a word. It's an acronym to me. The F stands for your personal foundation, everything that makes you you, Uh, whether it's your DNA, your experiences in life, your moral compass, the way that you see the world, um, your personality style, your communication style. All of these things create how you experience life. They are the foundation in which everything you do is built. That's the F in fun. The U is understanding others' perspectives because contrary to popular belief and especially uh, counterintuitively to the way that Mm -hmm. society is seeing things right now, it's not just about you. Uh, It's about the you as well, which is understanding others' perspectives, the U in fun. 
This is how, how do you drive meaningful interactions with others? How do you showcase a genuine interest? How do you listen with intent? How do you alter your style, your, your communication and personality style to meet people where they are? Uh, for the, for the sake of potentially connecting in a deeper and more memorable way. And then the end and fun, of course, is next steps because without the end and fun, you know, Susan, it's just F you. But the end <laughs> and next steps is all about, and you mentioned this before, these tactical and practical next steps. Like it's really cool, Paul, in theory, let's have more fun. Let's invite more of what's good into life. But I don't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, the end and fun, the next steps, this is where you build the roadmap. This is, this is where you figure out what specifically do I do tactically to move myself forward. That now uh, is the basis for the fundamentals. So when you ask me, what are some of my favorites? What are some of my core fundamentals? Let's start with the F uh, and foundation. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites uh, that falls under us personally and the foundation in which we live and experience life is channeling our energy. So the fundamental is titled channel your energy, channel your energy. And Susan, this fundamental came to me while I was uh, watching TikTok uh, of all places. So I'm on TikTok and I see this speaker who is a licensed addiction specialist by the name of Paxton Dickerson. And he gets on the camera, on the video, and he's looking what I perceive to be directly into my optic stems. And he says, you can't change, you won't change, you don't want to change. And I was like, you have my attention, sir. (laughs) So (laughs) when somebody says that, I'm like, well, what does this guy, what's this guy have to say? And what he went on to express was that when we hear the word change, uh, the human side of us, we, we provide resistance, we get fearful. Uh, we're comfortable in the space in which we live, especially as entrepreneurs. We we thrive in what we're really, really great at, and that's what's gotten us to this point. But in order to take us to the next level or the next step, sometimes you got to do the crap or the things that you just don't want to do. And so he said, but, but when you hear the word change, you're fearful and you don't want to move forward. But what if I wasn't asking you to change and rather channel your energy? So for example, channeling your energy, he said that if you've ever felt anxious, if if you're an anxious person or you're anxious in taking the next step, that's an emotion. That's that's a feeling that's inside of you. Mm -hmm. And that emotion of anxiousness actually just has a dotted line to the emotion of excitement. Mm -hmm. They're really one and the same because nervousness or anxiousness is really just a nervous excitement. Mm-hmm. So he said, instead of changing that, that that I'm not asking you to change. Don't be anxious, people. Say. Don't be anxious. Don't be so anxious. <laughs> you, that doesn't provide anybody help. They, they don't know how to do that. But a dotted line is, that is nervous excitement. So instead of feeling anxious and saying, oh, I wonder what's going to happen if I take this risk, channel that energy into excitement. <gasps> I wonder what could happen if I take this risk. <laughs> It's the same exact question. It's just channeling that energy elsewhere. Um, And then the last thing, uh, because I'm a little verbose, as you know, Susan, (laughs) I love this example too. You might be listening to this conversation with Susan and I, and maybe you found yourself in that proverbial rut that we referenced earlier, and you're feeling stubborn. 
this guy doesn't know me. Susan doesn't understand what I go through. How could they possibly know what I go through? The answer to that question is we don't. But what happens is we get stubborn. We get lost in our, in our own belief system and our mindset. So channeling your energy, stubbornness has a dotted line to commitment. It's, it's the same emotional feeling. So imagine instead of feeling stubborn, you just channel that energy into commitment because all you're doing now being stubborn is committing yourself to your own perspective or opinion. Imagine if you were as committed to another perspective. I see what you're doing here, Paul. It's, it's almost like I, I could almost see you doing this with your children, you know, reverse, um, what it, my parents used to do this to me all the time. If they didn't want me to do something, they'd say, now don't go do that. <laughs> <laughs> reverse psychology, yes. That's a reverse psychology. So it, it's, it's akin to that, right? It's like whatever perspective you have and what energy is going through you, you can choose in essence, what way it manifests. Yes, for sure. And then obviously change the result because of it. I love, yeah, you, you said it better than I did in a lot less words. <laughs> No worries. New spin is so important though, because we do get, and especially as you connected it to being in a rut, sometimes being in a rut is just about being committed to your current perspective on something. Mm. And so if you notice the energy it's creating and find an, an alternative to how to look at that, I could definitely see where that would move you in a direction you'd, you'd like to be in rather than being stuck. So that's well, cool. Just, I love that. You just revealed the second fundamental there. I did. Just- Look, at, I see what you did there, <gasps> keeping me on track. So uh, you, you asked for maybe the top three of my favorite fundamentals. And yeah. for the sake of the value uh, to your listeners, we touched on channeling your energy. You just hit on another one that I love, which is apply a new spin. So a new spin. Mm. And essentially, one of the biggest uh, roadblocks or challenges to creating fun in life, based on what I hear consistently, is monotony, doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, like Bill Murray's Groundhog Day. And uh, if you're a solopreneur, you know exactly what that feels like because you're the one answering the phones, you're the ones working the emails, you're the ones creating the sales uh, strategy and doing all the stuff behind the scenes. So how do you apply a new spin? What if Susan and I told you that you didn't have to create more time or find additional time to drive more fun in life? but rather you applied a new spin to the things that you're already doing. So take email, for example, uh, the bane of most people's existence. Uh, Have you ever read email aloud in the voice you perceive them to be in your head? (laughs) Have you ever inserted uh, song lyrics or quotes or asked really memorable questions to start off your email just to grab somebody's attention? Like before you get into business mode, What if you asked a question like, before we get started, what's your ideal walk-up song? Uh, (laughs) These things not only challenge the monotony of your day, because now it's it's adding a new flair, a new spin into a monotonous task, but it creates what we call a brain pattern interrupt for the recipient of said email. Because now what happens is when they read it, it's not just a monotonous robotic task, but rather a thought-provoking moment that forces them to think about something that potentially makes them smile. Mm, that is a good one. It sounds like it takes a lot of energy though, Paul. 
I mean, I love it. I love the idea of it. But I think of how many emails I bang out in a day with just like, boom, boom, just do it, just do it, just do it. And that's where the monotony comes in. Sure. How do you, how do you take the time? Well, as with everything, uh, time is what you prioritize, right? Mm-hmm. And so I guess, what, what are you looking to accomplish in email? Uh, if you're just if you're just looking to work the emails and get them done, mm-hmm. then then that's one way. But if your email serves as a vehicle to create additional business, mm-hmm. to build trusting and long lasting relationships, to differentiate yourself from others in the market space that are trying to get that same client, well, then maybe maybe you're better served to uh, prioritize that email interaction in a way that you didn't see. Before, uh, I would also add to that that time is it's all about perspective, right? So mm-hmm. when you're banging out emails, who's mm-hmm. to say rather than uh, identifying a quote or uh, a music lyric or 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 something else like that uh, that you couldn't rather than sending an email response, just send a meme or a GIF. You do that via text. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's looking for a yes or no response, Susan, are we still on for Tuesday at 10 o'clock a.m.? And instead of you saying, yes, I got you on my calendar, it's literally a gif of a kitty cat going like this, Mm -hmm. nodding its head. (laughs) Now, what happened? That took you no time. I would argue it took you less time to find that gif or to insert it into that email than it did to type out your response. But what's (laughs) going to happen when the individual receives that? They're going to be shocked. You challenged the expectations of their day and you drove a more memorable and meaningful interaction while doing so. I've been schooled. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. It is exactly what you're talking about. You get stuck in the monotony of just like, like a robot going through your day, going through the actions, doing what you're supposed to do. And if you do pause and you put a new spin on it like that, what a shock to the person getting it sometimes. And just the thought of putting a smile on somebody's face actually makes me kind of happy. For sure. Yeah. I Which is it. a great segue into understanding others' perspectives and our third and final fundamental. This is uh, by far one of my favorite fundamentals because it's something that I think that we take for granted and it is create meaningful interactions. Uh, you've heard us reference it multiple times. Mm-hmm. But creating meaningful interactions is something that it, it takes a presence. It, it takes a, um, to use the term, you know, prioritization uh, to reference a, a previous discussion. When you find that other people are important, then the interactions uh, reflect that. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a very specific example. Yesterday, I uh, did the, the funeral home directors. And throughout the, the presentation, I'm calling out, individuals' names. I mean, I think there was 175 people in there. Mm -hmm. I had met probably seven or eight prior to the presentation starting. Side note, I didn't tell you this, Susan, right before I went on stage for my presentation, there was an hour and a half long presentation on facial reconstruction. Oh, yes. Very good details, but I'm talking about pictures and everything, right? How do you how do you repair somebody after a terrible car accident? It was just, it's here I am. You guys run to have some fun. <laughs> um, I am just dying over here. <laughs> so 
But what happened is I go out and I interact with folks and a couple of gentlemen come up to me after the presentation. And um, this one gentleman says, how do you remember people's names? Mm-hmm. How do you remember people's names? And his name was Dan. I said, sir, I would love to tell you that I, uh, I have some name association or mnemonic device that allows me to do that. The truth is, if I'm thinking about what Susan looks like and trying to associate that with something, I'm not present in my interaction with Susan. Mm-hmm. Here's a simple matter. Like this is, this is the simple fact. If you're an individual that says to yourself, I'm not good at remembering names, like Dan said to me, really, it's not that you're not good with remembering names. It's that you're not good at prioritizing an interaction and the first few seconds in it. Specifically, mm-hmm. when someone introduces themselves to me, I know that the most important thing to them is to feel as though they're valued and so I'm not thinking about anything else in that moment, but listening intently on what their name is. So I might say, my name is Paul. What's your name, ma'am? Oh, it's Susan. S- Susan, did you say Susan? I said Susan. Susan, it's a pleasure meeting you, Susan. My name is Paul. So you you may have heard me say that three, four, five times just now. Mm-hmm. And so what it does is it establishes a value in you. It creates a meaningful interaction. You find that I am genuinely interested in you. Now, here's a little trick. If indeed you don't look like a Susan to me, and so I'm kind of stumbling, I'm having a difficult time, through my interactions with others or as I'm presenting, you'll be the first person I call out. And not even with an action associated with it. I might be in the midst of a story two seconds or 30 seconds or three minutes after I've introduced myself to you and you've introduced yourself to me. I might be telling a story and say something to the extent of, we've all been there, Susan, I know you have. (laughs) And it's not really in that moment. It's not about you. What I'm trying to do is solidify your name in my brain. Mm -hmm. But the magnificent byproduct of that, Susan, is that individual hears their name and says, wow, he cares about me. Mm -hmm. That's a meaningful interaction. It is. It is. I love using people's names. And um, I find that well, I know that your name is really the most important thing to hear. If you're in a crowd, like let's say you've been in a cocktail party and you're across the room and someone over here says, yeah, I was talking to Paul the other day. And you're like, what? <laughs> you, I mean, literally, it, is, it could be a hum of noise and your, right. your name is mentioned and it comes to you. And it's because your brain is just wired. It's very selfish. It's all about me. It's like, what's, yeah. what are they saying about me? So anytime, like you said, anytime that you want to create a meaningful interaction, the name is the way to start. How else? Like, Paul, what is the worst example of a non-meaningful interaction that people could easily change? Mm. Just a heartbeat, just like that email thing. Well, uh, let's go back to let's go back to the tagline: creating uh, and empowering folks to create more of what's good as opposed to what's not. Uh, in the midst of a pandemic, I saw a tweet that just blew me away, and it was uh, when somebody figures out the right answer to "How are you doing today?" Please let me know. Oh, yeah. Think about that. Like, how yeah. often in any given day do you ask the question, or have you been asked, "How's it going today?" Right? It's all the time. Sure. But we started our interaction today in our our coaching call. Yeah. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. And if we were honest and truly vulnerable, which are two of the the best traits anybody could have, in in my personal opinion, we might say something to the extent of, 
Well, Susan, I'm so glad that you asked. We're in the midst of an international pandemic. I just got my second vaccine. And to be honest, it, it hasn't been an easy process. I just got done managing the virtual learning of my children and it didn't go well. I'm trying to figure out a way to create passive revenue in a space that is no longer offering a ton of live events. I'm trying to ensure that my family's okay while knowing that my mental fortitude is not okay. So when you ask me, how's it going today? I guess I would have to lie to you and say, it's fine. <laughs> That's what we say. We say it's, it's fine, good, great. And the truth of the matter is, and here's the sad truth. Oftentimes we ask that question and we don't even care to know the answer. That's we the do problem. It. That is the problem. That is the problem is That's that it. I know they don't want to hear what's on my mind. So I'm not even going to go there. Like yeah. why ask me? Cause you don't care oh. really. But so here's, here's the tactical way to, to change that. Oh. In my wealth of experience. <laughs> and I use that, uh, in parody, like not, not, not intelligently. I'm not, uh, I'm not being serious. So facetiously, um, what people talk about consistently is work, weather, and family. Mm. So how do you change that experience and create a meaningful interaction? Well, instead of asking, how's it going today? Start with something like, what's good? What's made you smile today? What's the best thing in your day today? And then taking it to the next step, instead of talking about work, weather, and family in your business interactions, starting off immediately down to business, throw in something that's important, something that could potentially change the course of their day by getting them to smile. Um, using a very specific example and even tying in the other fundamental of a new spin, Susan, if I called your voicemail right now, what is it? Is it that robotic? Is it the lady that's a robot that just says you've reached the voicemail of, or do you have a personalized voicemail? I have a personalized voicemail. And please, for the listeners, recite to us what your oh voicemail sounds like. Okay. So funny you said this because I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I get a lot of crap from everybody who does listen to it. They're like, okay. I sound very um, crazy. I'm like, hey there, it's Susan. <laughs> I can't wait to talk to you. Leave me a message and I will be back with you right away. Yes. Seriously, do it. <laughs> but you see what just happened? Like just talking about your voicemail because it is different. Yes, yes. Created a moment where both of us were laughing and smiling. And to take it one step further, anybody that yeah. listens to it gives you crap. You know who they don't give crap to? The individual that says... You've reached Susan with the Unstoppable Women in Business. Leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I'll be sure to get right back to you. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, I would venture to guess that if indeed your voicemail is not the, the pre-recorded robot, it sounds somewhat like that. Exactly like that usually. Right? Yeah. So a new spin and creating meaningful interactions together. We're joining forces of two fundamentals. Mm -hmm. If you were to call my voicemail, it sounds like this. What is... Good. <laughs> You've reached Paul Long with Fundamism. Leave your name, number, and your favorite childhood sitcom, and I'll be sure to get right back to you. Priority callbacks go to the individuals willing to share their favorite childhood sitcom. Be safe, smile often, have fun, and we'll talk soon. Mm -hmm. Now, the dynamic that has taken place as a result of that, that brief, because what did that take? I don't know, 15 seconds, yeah. 20 seconds. Susan, people have called me, they've immediately hung up and texted me and said, 
I got overwhelmed by your voicemail. Just call me back. <laughs> right? So that, that's one thing that's happened. The second thing that's happened potentially is people have, have left really long, out, a minute and a half long voicemails of the power of Saved by the Bell and Zach Morrison's Screech in their life or ALF, uh, you know, or the show Dinosaurs. I don't know if you remember that back in the day. Um, I got a call yesterday and the lady said Hee Haw was her favorite. And she oh even God. had the overalls to complete the outfit. <laughs> so, so that happens. And a third dynamic that happens is, wow, I wasn't expecting that. So I don't have an answer to your question, but I got to tell you, you caught me off guard. <laughs> so those are the three things that typically mm. happen. Yeah. Now, what I did is I challenged the monotony of their day. Mm -hmm. I put a new spin on my voicemail. I created a meaningful interaction because all of a sudden, I asked something that created a moment where people were forced to think about something that could potentially make them smile. And that's the goal. Doesn't sound hard at all. It really doesn't, which is the beauty of what you do. And, and I'm hoping that everybody listening to this is, is having as much fun as I am um, because that's what we need in our life is just a little bit of something different, something unusual. So I love it. Paul, I loved your book. I read it and I listened to it. and. You know where I'm heading. The fact that you read your book made it all that more engaging to me because as people are listening to you here, you can almost imagine what the book sounds like. So tell us a little bit about the experience and why you wanted to read your own book on Audible. So the book is called Fundamism Connecting to Life Through Fun, fun being the acronym. Um, writing that book was probably as challenging to me as Susan finds me coachable. Um, so specifically, when I started the book, it was awesome. Like I enjoyed it. I sat down for two weeks. I wrote content. I was loving it. And then I hit a roadblock and I no longer found it fun. And uh, it took a lot of me to just sit down and work on it. So the process of writing the book took me probably six or seven years because I literally didn't touch it for two or three years. Um, and then I picked it back up. And so many things had happened in that two to three years that it provided additional examples or perspective or whatever it may be. So the universe always happens as and when it should. Mm. I got the opportunity to, or people would say, you know, I don't read books. I give away a lot of books in my keynote speeches and people would say, is it on Audible? I, I downloaded a book on Audible because, I, I, full disclosure, I'm not a big reader, although I should be. My mom reads three books every single week. She checks them out of the library on Saturday and she returns them every Saturday. She's amazing. I, I'm not a big reader. If I'm going to sit down and take the time to do something, I'm probably going to watch uh, four episodes of Law and Order. Um, but I downloaded an Audible book um, called The Buddha and the Badass. And uh, I was really excited because the author uh, I really connect with, um, I loved the concept. I bought the hardback, uh, hardcover edition of the book, but never took the time to sit down and read it. So I was driving up to Des Moines for a gig. I downloaded the Audible book and I listened to the first, I would say, seven minutes. And it wasn't uh, Vishen Lakiani is the author's name. Mm -hmm. It wasn't his voice. And it was mm -hmm. somebody else. 
that in my personal opinion, wasn't necessarily as passionate about the content as, as vision would be. And it felt disconnected and it lost my interest. And I made up my mind in that moment that I was going to record my own audible book. And it was one of the most gratifying projects I had ever worked on in my life. Getting into that studio, reading my own, because that also gave me the opportunity to read my book. I hadn't, I hadn't, <laughs> read, my, I hadn't read my own book uh, in, in years uh, or you know a year and a half specifically when it had dropped. So you'll find that when you listen to it, uh, the, the forward, which is actually um, uh, Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs, all pro tied in, uh, contributed to it. I read that pretty fast. I'm really excitable. But uh, come chapter one, chapter two, I start to settle in and I find my cadence and all that stuff. And it was just so fun and gratifying. That is very cool. All right. So while you were talking, I was just paging through the book. I actually have it on my Kindle, so I cannot give the our listeners here the page number, but it is in chapter two. There's a picture of you and your friend in cat suits, (laughs) if I'm not mistaken. That's true. Onesies. Yes. Tell me a little bit about what that whole shenanigans was about. (laughs) Best word in the world. So that is actually page 40 in the book. There we go. Um, the The short answer is my buddy calls me excitedly, best friend since the fifth grade. And he says, Paul, did you realize that they make wrestling singlets with cat profile pics on them? I said, John, how could I possibly know that? He said, good point. I bought two. Fast forward about two weeks later, we go out to Kauffman Stadium where the Kansas City Royals play, wearing these wrestling singlets with cat profile pics on them. (laughs) And chaos ensues. We take over 100, 150 photos day one. We get on the Jumbotron like three or four times. We go on live TV the next day. We get a full page article in the Wall Street Journal. Were written up in Yahoo Sports, the Washington Post. Could you imagine the pride of my mother when she heard I had a full page article in the Wall Street Journal? And then the subsequent in a, wait, in a cat onesie. Yeah, suit. no, that's the subsequent <laughs> disappointment. Yes. So, um, but what happened one day is this gentleman runs up to me and he says, uh, "How do you do it, Paul? How do you do it?" And I said, "How do I do what?" He says, "How do you, how do you dress up like this with a wrestling singlet on?" cat profile pic on it, your kibbles and bits hanging out for the whole world to see. I said, sir, somebody once told me, don't worry about what people think about you because they don't think about you. And that credo is something that I hold very near and dear to my heart. Don't worry about what people think about you because they don't think about you. See, as you're prepping for a speech or you're going to introduce a speaker or you're going to meeting a potential prospect, you're trying to work up the courage to cold call uh, on a lead list, you have it in your mind that everybody's just waiting on bated breath for everything that you're going to say. <laughs> and they're judging everything about you. But the truth of the matter is, as evidenced by the fact that when you're talking, they got that quiver lip, <laughs> which tells you that they want to talk and that they're no longer listening. People have their own problems. They're concerned about how you're receiving them. So more often than not, people aren't really thinking and analyzing what you're doing, saying, and acting as much as you are. So don't worry about what people think about you because they don't think about you. That day in my life, that cat suit craze, uh, the Royals went on a 10-game winning streak. Mm. Uh, We went to two World Series. Uh, We were 
nominated and won 2016 Kansas City Royals Fans of the Year by Major League Baseball. And it launched my whole speaking career. So donning a cat suit onesie created everything that you're experiencing today, Susan. I love it. I love it. You guys, you have no idea what fun is, <laughs> pardon the pun, what fun is out there and available to you in Paul's book. It is not just something that will make you smile, but it will. <laughs> it is honest to God, he's given you the tip of the iceberg on ideas that he has to help you just look at life through a different lens and enjoy it and, and, and make meaningful interactions your credo so that not only can you have fun, but the people you're interacting with will have fun as well. So sure. I count the day. I will shout out to Michelle Dimitro, who introduced us from um, the LCS group. I will shout out to her a thanks forever for introducing me to Paul, not because he's just been a fantastic client, but because my life is different. Um, based on based on everything that he has been able to share with me. So people, find Paul. Your your website is? Uh, you can go one of two places, fundamism.com, spelled phonetically, just as it sounds, uh, fundamism.com or pauljlong.com. Perfect. All righty. Thank you. And as always, we will have lots of the good stuff that Paul dropped um, in this episode, in the show notes for you. So head on other, over to Unstoppable Women in Business and check out the episode there. And it was so much fun. We did this visually. So I'm gonna, we're gonna put this out on YouTube as well because you just gotta see Paul and when he speaks, how passionate he is, it comes across in every movement he makes. So thank you, Paul, for being here. Appreciate the time. Thanks for the opportunity. All these kind words that you just gave me now, you remember this when we get into our coaching part of our call. Oh, next. don't think I'm we're just going to lay the hammer down. Yeah, don't think I'm going to be nice to you. You got work to do, dude. You've been on vacation. It is time to get your ass in gear. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you and I would love to get to know you better. So come on, come on over. Let's hang out.